Hello and welcome to Gem the GM. This is a podcast all about escape rooms from a games master perspective. But as you are probably aware, for the last few months, we have been playing through the Children of Mysaris arc from Escape This Podcast. And we have arrived. We are here. It is episode 10. It's the final episode. And it's very exciting. And I just want to say a really, really big thank you to Escape This Podcast for allowing me to use their material on my own show because with lockdown and stuff and not actually games mastering that much, it was a bit tricky to come up with ideas of things to talk about. So I just want to say a massive thank you to Danny and Bill for allowing me to do this. It's helped to keep me going. So thank you. And as always, they are linked in the notes. So if you haven't, and I don't think there's anybody out there listening to my podcast that wouldn't have listened to theirs because they're like super popular now. If you haven't, then go out and check them out. All right, team. Are we ready for the finale? Yes. 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 All right. Yes. Yes, why not? So this episode does require some knowledge about past episodes, which, yay, you've all played them, so you know exactly what's going on, Uh don't you? Oh, (laughs) yes, yes, yeah, I've been revising hard all week. Remember it like it was yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, let me quickly listen to all the previous episodes and then I'll be right back. (laughs) Yeah, they've, for the benefit of the recording, they've got no idea. Luckily, I have all of the information, but I am going to be asking you guys stuff, see how much you remember. <laughs> so at the end of episode nine, James, where did you finish off? Um... Or does anybody else remember? I don't know. I can't even remember like the last thing that happened in this with, series. In a church. Did I ever with the church? Oh, yeah. Um, the priest turned out to be evil, didn't he? Oh, yeah. yes. Yep. Father Flanders, yeah. But yeah, Father Flanders turned out to be a child of Mysaris. So that's where you are. And let's see what happens next. Okay. James, you turn away from the priest and head for the door. You don't really know where you're going or what you're doing exactly, but there's got to be something. Maybe your map will help. It's been helping every step of the way so far. You pull it out of your pocket and unfold it. And a strange smell hits your nostrils. The priest, you realise, has followed closely behind you and is now holding something they weren't before. A bottle and a cloth. Father Flanders is putting it up towards your face. Is he trying to chloroform you? You go to run, but in the few seconds of shock, Father Flanders grabs your arm and you feel a familiar prick at the top. Oh, damn. The chloroform was a distraction while they put the real drug into your arm. Your final thought before you black out is, twice in one night, this can't be healthy. When you wake up, you're somewhere dark and enclosed. The first thing you do is pat yourself down and you're extremely upset to find that your map is gone. You attempt to stand, but you bump your head on an extremely low roof. Feeling around with your hands, you feel walls within reach on all sides. You, you're in a cube. You can't see out of it. Um, but somewhere off to one side, you hear a woman's voice. Hello. Hello. And you uh-huh. hear a man's voice. Hello. 
Hello. Uh, hi, what's your name? My name is James. Oh, I knew a James. Yes. Are you my friend, James? My security guard colleague? Yes. Oh, it's me, Joe. You realise that it is Joe and Rob, your security guard friends from earlier today. You realise that all three of you are trapped in a cube. They know that the children of Mysaris have these cubes to put people in to stop them getting in the way. Get in the way, James. That's interesting. That implies there's something to get in the way of. Perhaps these people can still be stopped. Only, how can you do it inside a cube? So, yeah. Are those just two cubes? Or is that, have we got one each? Is there three cubes? There are at least three cubes because each of you are in a separate cube. But you cannot see how many there are. Okay. We can't see out of these cubes, no? No. I think I know why we're here because I'm a child of Mysaris as well. But I've rebelled because I don't agree with uh, the cause. That's exactly why I'm here too. I'm unhappy with what they're doing. I was happy at first, but as it's gone on, I've realised what it involves and I don't want it to happen. Yeah, exactly. And they, they've got wind of the fact that we're rebels and have captured us. What do we do? Rebel scum. Yeah. Can we examine the cubes that we're in? What can we see inside? So it is very, very dark. Um, so you can't see a whole lot. If you have a feel around with your hands, um, James, you can feel on one of the walls. There are some like circular objects almost like buttons they feel like and i'm just going to send you an image of what you can see can we each look examine the inside of our cubes yeah joe if you do the same thing it seems that you've got buttons as well um i'll send you what you can see an image and rob unfortunately well unfortunately i say unfortunately but Basically, you don't have buttons, but what you do have is two rows of four lights. They look like lights. They're not lit up at the moment, so you're not sure. They don't press or anything, so you don't think they're buttons. There's four, and then there's four below it. Okay. I can't press them in any way or do anything to them. No. As I said, you think they're lights, but you can't know for sure because they're not lit up. Mm -hmm. I have letters, three by three grid of letters. That's what I have as well. I'm guessing they're different, otherwise we probably would have been sent the same. Yeah. I have CYK, then below DTU, then below SEO. So I've got on mine, again, it's a three by three grid. I've got DBJ, NER, and then O H I. Okay. Press a button. Do we press them and then does anything happen if we press any of the letters on our grids? Which buttons do you press? D. All right. So if you press D, it stays depressed. Nothing happens. Can we press it again to sort of click it off again? No. Once it's in, it's in. We've gone wrong already. Game over. Well, let's hope D is the first one we need to press. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it's was going to light anything up on Rob's. Yeah, it's worth, it's worth trying to press. Cause... Yeah, has anything lit up for me? 
No. Try all the buttons, I reckon. Just press them all in. Yeah. All of the buttons in. So I need to know who is pressing buttons and which buttons you're pressing. Okay, I'll do mine first. So I'm going to press B, J. (laughs) (laughs) So you've already pressed D and now you've pressed B and J. Yeah. All three stay depressed. That's all that happens. Okay. So next I'm going to press N, E, R. As you press the N, some lights come on on the first row in Rob's cube. The lights that appear are red, red, orange, green. Okay. After you press the N, as I said, the lights come on and then all four buttons pop out. And was that my top or bottom row that lit up like that? That was your top row. Okay. I'll just try the rest and see what happens on my grid. So I'll go E, R, and then O, H, I. As you press the H, the four lights on Rob's top row change to red, red, orange, red. All four of them pop out again. And what about if I press I? It stays depressed, but nothing else happens. Okay. Can you press can you press I J O and D? I J O D, you've got orange, 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 red. So it's obviously when you press four buttons, it's coming up and letting me know in my thing what's happening. So it's working out what the orange, red, and green are. I assume green means correct. So that means N's got to be the final letter that you need to press. Oh, I see. Is it going to be like a traffic light system, I guess, isn't it? A little bit like a traffic light system, yeah. Yeah. But I don't see why normally you would only have the two colours for if something's incorrect and correct. But why we've got a red, an orange and a green here, I'm not too sure. Yeah, so I'm a number four letter combination that ends with N. All right, James, try J-O-I-N. If you click J-O-I-N, the lights in Rob's cube are green, 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 and green. Right. So we figured that out. So we need to look at Joe's ones now. So red means it's the wrong letter in the wrong position. Orange means the right letter but in the wrong position. And green means the right letter and in the right position. I think that's spot on, Tom. Try U-S-E-D. Okay, the lights in Rob's second row light up and they are red, orange, red, orange. Okay, but S and D are in it. The S and the D have got to be in there somewhere. Try D-O-S-E. Okay, the lights change to green, green, orange, red. Oh, D-O something S. D-O-E-S? Yeah. Oh, no, D-O-T-S. Join dots. Join dots. D-O-T-S? What happens then? You get green, 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 green. Join dots. Rob, all eight lights in your cube are now green. And as soon as they are, a hissing noise comes from above all of you. It's the hiss of moving air of a pressure seal being removed. The lids of your cubes are lifting. You hurriedly push them out of your way and come face to face with each other at last. 
There's not much time for catching up, though. Oh, I was just about to say something that they haven't revealed yet. Um, let's not. Let's not. Let's just have a little bit of a catch up, shall we? Anything you guys want to say? <laughs> Maybe. You Lindsay, are you a child of Mysaurus? I think so. You think so? Am I? I am. You yes. Know that you are. I am. Yes. 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 So you know of the master plan? No, no. I you don't, don't know the master plan. <laughs> I don't know the master plan. You so James lets you know that he, apparently his blood was tested earlier against his will, and they found out that there are markers of Mysaris in his blood. So technically he is a child of Mysaris, but he's not with them in spirit. You know, he doesn't want any of this to happen. No, well, we don't really. No, so it's mm-hmm. almost like he is on the same side as us. Well, yeah. So we're children of Mysaris, and Mysaris is a sea monster, a water creature. And their plan is to try and turn all of Peter's Point from dry land into water. Yeah, they're going to drown Peter's Point, submerge it, so that us children of Mysaris can take over because we're powerful and can survive underwater and going to claim Peter's point and turn it into a child-friendly neighbourhood. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but, but we don't really like this idol. I don't like this plan, and it seems Rob doesn't either. Oh, I don't. And neither do you, James, do you? Well, I like being by the water, but just not under it for too long. Yeah, but it's just like we, we don't... We're, now we've realised what's at stake and all of these lovely people of Peter's point that we've met are... We're going to die if this plan goes ahead. Then we we know how to stop it. Oh, do you know how to stop it? Yes. How do we stop it, Rob? How do we stop it? If we need to stop the children of Mysaurus, we have to try and spill the blood of the eldest child. Wait, am I the oldest? Is that what we're saying here? I don't know, but whoever the eldest is, we need to find them. We know who the oldest here is. But the very oldest child of Mysaurus, how do we find them? That is an excellent question, Joe. How do you find them? Well, you have a look around where you are. You appear to be stuck in a basement, which explains how dim the light is. As the three of you fumble for an exit, Joe, you're the one who comes across the stairs and you shout out to the others. Stairs! (laughs) You ascend the stairs and you're in the yacht club. Hey, this is familiar. Yacht club. Okay, so they knocked you unconscious and dragged you to the yacht club. Fair enough. You run for the front doors so you can escape back into the town. But when the doors come into sight, something else catches your attention on the floor. There's a piece of paper scrunched up and torn and a badge. James, you pick the items up. Yeah. On the front of the badge are the words, Peter's Point Security, Tom. Ooh. And this is a, it's not like a, a lanyard type badge. It's like a pin badge. Okay. Okay. Yeah. As for the paper, it's your map. Ooh. But to your dismay, a yeah. whole chunk of it has been ripped away from the corner. Oh. That's annoying. Half the park is gone, as is the mayor's office. Oh, and it was such a great map. It was amazing. You head outside, you don't see any children of Mysaris, but you do notice something strange about the ocean. It sort of looks like the water is rising up and then evaporating. 
And now that you're outside, the air feels thick with salt and humidity in a way that's not even normal for a beach town. Joe and Rob, as you have explained, this doesn't really surprise you at all because Mysaris, your common ancestor, was an underwater breather. And if the children are trying to reform Peter's point to match Mysaris's environment, changing the air so it's more water than gas would be absolutely the first step. The humans would die and you would thrive. Not that you feel much like thriving yet. It definitely feels like you're going to choke if it gets any worse. You need to stop the children quickly. But where are they? Um, so we're in the yachting club. Is there anywhere that we've not been to yet? We've not been to the beach, have we? Or the car park. Or the um, park. It's loads of we haven't been to. Mm. The amusement park. Or the storage units. So why is this corner of the map being torn off? Is it because that's where they're hiding? Maybe. Yeah, it's the mayor's office in half the park's been torn off. I mean, the map is like so worn and used. You've been using it all day. It doesn't look like a deliberate tear. Oh, we need to join the dots, don't we, in some way. So we need to try and maybe join up where the place, all the places we've been to. Maybe that will give us something. Did we go in? We started at the mayor's office. The mayor's office. Then it was the yachting club. So the mayor's office isn't on the map. Right. Okay. So I maybe let's try and make do about that. But yacht club, and then... and then was it the spiritual? Was it the child's bedroom we went to after that? No, you were right first time. It was the spiritualism store. Then it was the zoo, and then it was the child's bedroom. Yep. And then it was the houses. Houses, and then it was then it was the nurse up there, a school. No, I then the oh, film studio. studio. Yeah, then the film studio. Yeah, then the school, yeah. and yeah. the school, and then it was the church, was it? And that's it, isn't it? So well, now, now yeah. you're back at the yacht club. Back but... at the yacht club now. Yeah. Right? Does that? What does us... that give you, James? I was just numbering yeah. them on the um, on the list because I right. don't have all of them on the map, so I couldn't join the dots for everything so i was just going to get see. on the on the list first and then see if i can make sense of it so mayor's office is not on there if we went yacht club to the oh is the spiritualism shop which is have you done it tom yeah okay okay <laughs> what, what have you found i think it draws an upwards pointing arrow pointing at the amusement parks I assume we go to the amusement park. But as soon as you approach the amusement park, you know you've got the right place. It just has that feeling, that wrongness that follows the children of Mysaris wherever you go. You don't see anyone around, but then you wouldn't expect many guests. It's it's after midnight. You pass under the sign saying Peter's Point Amusement Park. And as you go under the sign, you take a look around. Right in front of you is an automated ticket machine. And either side of that, there are snack vendors. One is selling candy floss and the other is selling deep fried ice cream. Why don't we get that? (laughs) I want some. Surely the deep frying process would completely melt the ice cream. So what happens is the ice cream gets crumbed in like a biscuit crumb and then gets fried. So you kind of bite into it. And I think all the, I don't, I don't really know. I haven't had it. I'm just going by the description. I'll look it up later. I'm Googling it later, yeah. 
Off to the left, you see two big stalls for carnival games. One is the ring toss, and the other is the row of clowns game. Over on the right, there is a large floor set up for the dodgem cars, or bumper cars, as we call them. Further in, on the upper left corner of the park, there's a big merry-go-round. And in the upper right corner, there's a haunted house. As in a haunted house ride, not an actual <laughs> haunted house. Just randomly there. Just the Amateurville house is there. <laughs> <laughs> right at the back in the centre is the Ferris wheel, which towers over the rest of Peter's Point. On a platform at the very top, even in the dark of night, you see a silhouette of a person. They look like the boss at the end of a video game, stood up there looking down and waiting to see if you can reach them. All right. Well, we should really buy tickets before going anywhere else. We don't want to be breaking them. I guess we should, yeah. All for keep all things civil. Let's go to the ticket machine. The ticket machine is exactly like any automatic ticket machine that you'd find at places such as this. You put money in and a ticket comes out. It does look operational. Anyone got any money? None uh, of you have any money. The children of Mysaris strip you of all your belongings before they put you in the cube. Right. Can we have a closer look at the Peter's Point Amusement Park sign that we came in under? Yeah, it's quite low. And the words Peter's Point Amusement Park aren't painted on, but rather stuck on with wooden letters. They all look a bit worn and a bit old. You can tell it's been there for a while. Are all these letters fixed on? Can they be removed? They are fixed onto the sign. Do you want to try and remove them? I would like to try and remove one of the letters. Okay, Rob, so you're going to have to climb probably like onto James's back or on his shoulders or something to reach. It's not that high, but it's, a bit, it's higher than your head. Um, so do you want to do that? Yes, please. Um, I'm on board, Rob. All right. So James lifts you up on his back and you stretch up. And which letter are you going for? I'll go for the R in Peters. All right. So you get your sort of try and pry your fingers under the under the letter R. It it does come, it does feel a bit loose. It you'd have to really apply some pressure to get it off. If you want to rip it off, you can. Um, but it doesn't just fall off naturally. Like, okay, I won't rip it off for the moment then, but we know we can use those letters at some point. Has anyone else got an idea then? <laughs> um, why don't we just go and have a look at this person up on the Ferris wheel? I think that's the, the, probably the Straight most... to the final boss. <laughs> yeah, let's go and throw... Okay. That's not how it works. You have to level up a bit first. <laughs> I was going to get some deep fried ice cream and start throwing it at him and see what happens. <laughs> that is probably what you need to do. The most obvious thing about it is that it's not running. The cars aren't moving except for the occasional sway in the breeze. But the whole thing normally lights up the skyline. But since it's off, it's very difficult to see much detail. The person standing on the platform at the top is definitely still there, unmoving, maybe watching you, maybe contemplating their next move, maybe just enjoying feeling the world transform into the Mysaris world, but off to the right of the Ferris wheel platform, you spot all of the electrical equipment attached to it, but none of the huge bulky cables appear to be connected to anything that could generate power. So basically the Ferris wheel is not plugged in. 
We just try and speak to the person up thing up there. You there? What are you doing? Get yeah. out from there at What's once. Your What's your purpose? <laughs> the person remains unmoving. They don't reply at all. Rude. Uh, a bit deaf. <laughs> Things are above us. Um, does it look like a person, sort of standard person size? Yes, it does. I reckon it's going to be a cardboard cutout. Let's go and have a look in the deep fried ice cream vendor. So the cart is split into two sections. One is a freezer full of containers of ice cream, and the other is a deep, large fryer. There's an ice cream scoop sitting on top of the freezer, and there's a slotted spoon on top of the fryer. There's also a tray of biscuit crumbs for dipping, but if you wanted to make yourself some deep fried ice cream, you're out of luck, I'm afraid. There's no oil in the fryer. Ooh, so we need some oil. Okay. Let's have a look at the candy floss vendor. Well, this isn't something you've seen before. The candy floss is actually automatic, much like the ticket machine. There's a box where you insert a token, and then the candy floss is made inside the machine, and you can't see that bit. But then there's a compartment with a see-through door, and you reach in and grab your floss once it's ready. There's no buttons or anything on that to press. We don't have any money, do we? So we can't put money in the machine to get it going. It doesn't take money, it takes tokens. Oh. Maybe we can ring a token on the, the ring toss or something. So let's examine the ring toss. All right. There are two rows of sturdy metal blocks towards the back of the tent. The blocks in the row closest to you are tall and quite thin, about the size of a drinks bottle. They're pretty easy to hook a ring over and they give you a small prize. You know this from previous times that you've played. The back row, along with being further away, are twice as thick. So you need to toss the ring in exactly the right way to get it over. If you manage it, though, you get a big prize for doing that. While there's nobody running the stall right now, it doesn't look like there's a need. There's actually a sign that says that the metal blocks have internal sensors. And if you successfully toss a ring, a prize will be automatically dispensed from a vending machine box around the side. Are there rings on the game that we can use? No, there are no rings to be found. Need to find some rings. Do we have to use tokens to get the rings? Or is it money? You don't see anywhere to put any money or tokens at all. Let's look at the row of clowns that's next to it. Examine the clowns. Ah, scary clowns. All right, so you go over to the clown game. And just in case you're not aware, this is the game where there is a row of clown heads that rotate from side to side. And you have to throw balls through their mouths. So they're in a really creepy, perpetual, shocked state with their mouth wide open. Especially if they're going to get balls in their mouth. Yeah, I would be too. <laughs> the balls go through uh, the clown's mouth and then you gain points depending on where the balls land. <laughs> the clown's head rotates, but there aren't any balls in sight. The balls. Clowns have no balls. <laughs> I've got an idea of where we could get a ring, but you, yeah, you guys will probably laugh at that. Probably, yeah, but uh, that's, uh, 
what we look forward to. If we go back to the Peter's point sign and we try and take the O off, we could use that as a ring. Why not? But it would only be one. We'd have to throw it dead accurate to be able to do it. I guess we could retrieve our ring as there's no attendant there. Just climbing in. Technically, if there's no attendant, we could just walk over and put it over the top, couldn't we? Let's go back to the sign and yeah, yeah. I'll stand on James Charles again. What happens if I try and take the O of point off? The O is a little bit easier than the R. If you dig your fingernails underneath it, it pops off quite easily. There we go. Let's take the O to the ring, Tusker. Who's the. No, I better not say that. Who's good at. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to throw the ring? <laughs> Well, you are right in that because there's nobody there, yes, you can retrieve your ring. But whilst you're over there, right next to the thing, maybe you might just like to place the ring over it. Yeah, let's do <laughs> that. Do I don't want to ruin your fun. So over which one? That's a good point. How many are there? Four. There's a row of smaller ones and a row of larger ones. They're, but they're mm. all the same size in the row. That's a good point. Which one do we do? Any ideas? Well, let me help you out a little bit. So as you take the O to the stacks, it is actually not big enough to fit over the larger ones. So you stick it over one of the smaller ones Uh, and you walk around the side to the prize dispenser. You wait for a prize to dispense. (laughs) Where's my prize? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing happens. What? <laughs> Words flash across a tiny screen on the front. Prize jammed, refund given. Ooh, no sooner, Ooh money. No sooner have you read these words than a jingling, jangling sound comes from the dispenser part and some coins are ejected into your hands. All right. So what do we need the money for again? Was that just for the... We need it for tickets. The ticket machine, that was it, yeah. Put money in ticket machine. All right, so you pop back to the ticket machine and you put your money in, wait and see what you get, and it turns out you have enough for two tickets. But not only the two tickets comes out, two other little things pop out as well. They are two tokens for complimentary candy floss. Hmm. Hey. Seems quite funny that we the money we got refunded from the ring toss game is the same amount that it costs to enter the park. And mm. get two free candy fuss tokens. I wonder how much that ring toss game was. Yeah, that's how they get you. It's cheap to get in, but you waste all your money on the games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 40 pounds a time in the game. <laughs> all right, so let's get the candy floss then, please. Cool. You insert a token and at once the machine lights up and starts whirring. After 20 seconds or so, it stops and you open the little door and grab your candy floss. You maybe expected a bag or possibly a wooden stick with the floss wrapped around it, but instead you've got a metal stick. How unusual. Do you want to put the other token in or do you want to just have one for now? Should we keep hold of the other token in case we need it for something else? Yeah, because there might be something else that requires tokens. Yeah. Well, so we've got a metal stick with no candy floss on it. It has candy floss on it. Can okay. I eat the candy floss? <laughs> you can't, this, it did actually say the ca- it was for... Candy floss, specifically those tokens, didn't it? Mm. Oh, does it say on them candy floss only? Get another then, if, if we're sure it's not going to meet. Uh, well, though, I don't know. What if it comes to light that there is something else? 
unexpected that a token can be used for. Can we examine everything else first then, yeah, and then let's come back with a token? What we can do, Joe, if that is the case, we can take that O off the thing, put it back on, and it will say prize is still jammed. Here's some more money and some more tokens. And That's a good idea. We could get more money out of it, couldn't we? And then we'd get more. We could we could rob and blind it, couldn't we? Just keep putting yeah. it on. We could yeah. do actually, yeah. Yeah, we're millionaires. <laughs> I mean, I don't know yeah, if there's a million pounds in the the ring toss at Peter's Point Park. <laughs> you underestimate the popularity of ring toss. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I think we should examine everything else first. Let's examine the Dodgem cars. You have to climb a few stairs to get onto the Dodgem car rink. Uh, uh, if I have to climb through a few stairs, I don't think I'll bother. With that. No, waste of time. It's too yeah. hard. Move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's the rest of the food? That's what we want. Right? Yeah. More candy floss. Yes. I want my deep fried ice cream. It's just like fat, just massive fat people walking around this park. Ah, oh, no, I can't go with that. Give me that deep fried ice cream. Such a healthy snack. Sorry. Continue. Well, James. I was just going to say that James come up with this very logical reason earlier about why you should get more candy floss. But really, it's just that he's been going all day and you haven't eaten anything yet. You must be starving. I must be. Yes, I am. I'd like candy. That'll fill me up. Candy floss. <laughs> if it's the only one available and you're hungry. Yeah. Um, right. So where were you? You were at the dodging cars. Yeah. I just wasn't sure if it was a rink or a platform. Like, what would you call the thing that the... It's, it's kind of like a rink, isn't it? Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. We call it a rink. So on it are about a dozen cars, all powered off and all to one side. The ceiling has the mesh grid that conducts electricity to the cars through the long poles that are on the backs of them. Only none of the cars' poles reach all the way to the ceiling. It's like the tops of them have been removed. Judging, though, by the lack of sound and light coming from the rink, you suspect the electricity might be shut off anyway. We've got this metal spike. Do you think we can maybe use that to connect one? There's no power to it at the minute, so we can't. it's not going to help. Is this also unplugged visibly with a cable left hanging? No, it's not. It seems to be off. You don't really know what, how or what. Oh, generally off, and also the dodgems are not making connection with the mesh grips. I have a look around, try and determine why it's turned off. Any obvious, like, switch to turn it on or anything like that? No, there isn't any obvious switches around this. Perhaps it's controlled from somewhere else? Perhaps. Is there anything inside each of the cars? We look in each of the cars and say, is there anything in them? No, there's nothing in any of them. Is there, like, a control box for the cars? You know, like... um at the regular fun fair where there's someone that operates it or is that automated as well mm, which one do you want it to be <laughs> <laughs> the one that gives us the answer to the puzzle <laughs> um there's n- no like little person box no what about a big person box no <laughs> <laughs> there's a giant person box is there oh let's look at the giant person box <laughs> I want to go That's on the, the house ride. Yeah. House. Joe can go first. Yeah. yeah. All right. So unlike some of the other attractions, this one is working just fine. Yeah. Obviously, it's got its own separate power source, but 
it's the type of haunted house where you sit in a car on rails and it takes you inside and scary things jump out at you, you suppose. The cars must be on a timer or on a, you know, on a loop because every minute or so a new one rolls out of the house past the entrance and then goes in again. I would like to ride it. Jumping. I think Joe and Tom should ride it, yeah. All right, come on then. Tom's just a little um, memory in your mind at the moment. He's not physically there. Oh, okay. I'll have to ride it with Joe then. Was that not clear? No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it was, but I forgot. But he's, he's a fly on the wall. I'll take, I'll take <laughs> okay. Well, there were, there were three cubes with three people in it. Yeah, where is Tom? Well, you found Tom's badge. Of course we did, yeah. Sorry, I should have... Where did we find his badge? Oh, my God, is anyone listening to me? Was that in today's... I am, there's some forgetting it because Tom's been helping us with the puzzles and stuff. found the badge in the yacht club. We're managing to forget stuff within the space of one game, not even just... Yeah, we're not doing okay. You edit that out, Gemma. Um, Where did we start in this game? (laughs) James back in the good. room, back in the room. James is good with scary stuff now he's seen all those horror films. Okay. It's a car's big enough for three people. Oh. Oh, God. Is it all right? We'll, all right. well, hang on, though, because if like, if we're all in there... And we all die. come in and rescue us? Someone, I'll stay on the outside. Not that if I promise I won't let you die. Okay, well, let Joe stay on the outside, then. All right, fine. So... Come Rob, on, Rob, let's go. Rob and James hop into one of the cars and you roll into the house. It's pretty dark, obviously. Um, the first few minutes are a bunch of jump scares and honestly, you don't even jump at all. There's fake swinging axes, fake bats flying towards you, red flashing eyes on the walls. Then they just kind of give up on that and roll you past various scary scenes. There's a vampire rising up out of a coffin. There's a couple of witches stirring a cauldron full of yellow liquid. There's a sound of a chainsaw playing through a speaker. And finally, there's like a spooky house scene with a pool out front. The pool grows, glows red and something floats in it. You hope to simulate a dead body and it's not a real one. But you do spot some circular panels in the pool. You're not really sure what they're meant to be. The car keeps rolling slowly, and in another few seconds, you're back outside. So there's a circular panel within that red pool, actually in it. Yeah. Can we walk into okay. the house and explore a bit more in detail, or do we have to go on one of these train car things? I mean, there's no one around. You can do whatever you want, really. Hmm. Why don't we just go for a wander around and have a look at that panel, then? Are you taking Joe with you this time, or is she still staying outside? It's not scary, Joe. Come on, and you'll be fine. Yeah, well, I'll come in then. So we're all going in. Okay, and what? Where? Where are you headed to? Where you want to do? With the, Cir- the red pool of red with the circular panels within it. All right. Yeah. So if you go up a bit closer to the pool, um, it it's although it's like small, it's quite deep. There are three circular panels in one of the walls, and there's also a circular sort of panel in the bottom like on on the bottom of the pool as well can we reach those panels if we were to reach into the pool no you would have to dive in or jump in right so rob jumps in do i rob gets pushed in (laughs) all right if you push rob into the pool you have to go under the water to be able to see these panels a bit better when you get up close to the three on the wall 
they they look like buttons. They're quite big. They're like the size of your palm. You tentatively sort of press one. You have to push quite hard. It takes quite a long time for it to move. It does move, but really slow. And after about a minute, you you just have to come back up for air. Your lungs are screaming. I think we need to press these together. But we've got four panels in total, haven't we? And three of us. One on the bottom of the pool, yeah. Okay. So if after I've taken my breath of air, if I go back to this panel, has it stayed in place from where I left it or has it moved back to where it was? It has moved back out. Okay, I think you could be right, Joe. We probably do need to press all three at once. We need to probably try and find something. Let's try that first of all. Every of you guys jump in with me. All right. We'll go down and grab a panel and press it. All right, so all three of you jump into the pool. You take a big breath and swim down a little bit to these three buttons. Each of you push as hard as you can. And like I said, there's just so much resistance. They take a long time. They do start to move in. But again, they're just not going anywhere quick enough. And you all just have to come back up to the surface to get air. I think what we've got to try and do is find something we something weighted that we can use in the pool to put on that rubber panel. And then hopefully the other ones will go in as well. Yeah. So. It sounds like you're not even managing to completely push in the side panels drain the pool of water or get some breathing equipment let's come back out and look at the haunted house then uh, let's look at the one thing we've not looked at yet the merry-go-round can i just say at this point i have a sneaky suspicion that the person in the shadow by the ferris wheel is going to be tom just maybe the leader there any he? he's another particular all right so you head over to the merry-go-rounds dripping water as you go you're not even sure if it works anymore. It might just be to look at, but all of the things that you can choose to sit in, they're all water themed. You've got seahorses, clamshells, sharks, and dolphins. You approach the control panel, and as you suspected, its paint is peeling and it's dusty with disuse. However, on the floor here, there does appear to be a door that leads into the ground. Maybe some kind of maintenance tunnel? You poke around and find that on the control panel, there's a section to swipe an ID card. Above it, there is a label that says access. So all these water-themed things on the merry-go-round, is there anything within the clams at all, if we look inside the clams? No, there's nothing in or on any of them. Okay. Right, I think we should go back to the candy floss machine and try putting that other token in. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know about that, Rob. Controversial. Candy floss token. I can't think of it. There's all we looked at everything else, and nothing else takes tokens. I'd like to go back to the haunted house and see if the body is alive or dead, huh. or even a real person. I forgot about the body. Yeah. Maybe it's cardboard cutout, like the one on the maybe Ferris wheel. Would have disintegrated in the water. You trudge back to the haunted house and back to the pool, and. You can just about reach the thing. I mean, it's not a very big pool, so it's more like a plunge pool, really. So you can reach the thing. You hook it and bring it over to the side. It's just something that's been fashioned to look like a body, something within plastic. Kind of feels like maybe cushions or something, but... Poke around inside it. Has it got any pockets or anything? (laughs) No, no. No. It's been really, really well sealed so that it doesn't get soggy and, and drown. 
has cushions wrapped in plastic. That's kind no. of what it feels like. Yeah, it's just something that's been fashioned to look like a body. Can, we, can we lift it out and bring it out with us? Yeah, you can do if you want. Yeah. Uh, Should we do that? Sure. Yeah. Let's do that. Examine it in daylight or like night light. Night light. Yeah, just drag that out with us. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can you can drag it out. There's nothing extra to be seen um, outside. Cool. Poor attention to detail there. Maybe it's a real body, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're not committed, are they, at all to the haunted house experience? No. Well, to be fair, you're not really supposed to get out of your car. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I went to look at it that closely. Um, Can we investigate the power source for the haunted house? See if it's maybe a portable generator that we could put, plug into one of the other things. You can't seem to find it. Mysterious. Oh, mysterious. It's pretty dark inside. Like maybe there's a cupboard or something inside that you are never going to be able to find. All right. Can't do that. Or not, but no, you can't find that. Okay. So currently in our inventory, we have a metal rod and cushions wrapped in plastic. Anything else? One candy floss token that Joe refuses to use. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't want you to eat too much candy floss all at once or you'll be sick. We'll get a sugar rush. Uh-uh. Money. I've got an idea. But one of us is illegal. Rob's got an idea. Shush. Oh, go on, Rob. Let's go back to the Peter's Point sign. Can we try removing the dot on the I above, well, I assume it's in uh, lowercase, not capitals, the dot on the I? Uh, it's in capitals. It's in capitals, okay, so that's not going to work. Can we try removing the comma in Peter's point or apostrophe? Possibly. Apostrophe, I think it was. Well, if you remember from one of the earlier episodes. Grammatically incorrect. <laughs> there is no apostrophe. It is the point uh, of Peter's, not yeah. Peter's point. <laughs> well, we'll have to try. Yep, I remember. <clears throat> Tom, Tom and I had this discussion when you guys were whispering into the mayor's bust. Do you remember that bit? No, I yes, do. I do remember now. That <laughs> comes back to me. Grammar of Peter's point. Yeah, I was thinking if that counts, we could have used that as one of the balls to throw into the clown's mouth. But Wait, where all the Peters go? <laughs> well, actually, it's a statement telling us that people called Peter like to point. <laughs> yeah, Peter's point. They do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. <laughs> Not a town at all. <laughs> okay. It might be an instruction. Peter's point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that could be the art. That could be the like solution to this whole thing. Yeah. Maybe we'll get all the Peters together and get them to point. Yes. <laughs> It'd probably be an exclamation mark on the end, but I'm not going to put one there because then you'll want to use the dot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no exclamation mark. Okay. Well, well, sure. Maybe maybe they're weighted, and we can push them onto those three things in the water the three what are they can i tell you that well, you i'm wrong oh no cushions aren't heavy are they no <laughs> have used the sign oh have we though yes can we use it some more for fun Gemma's thinking about how much editing there's going to be if you keep <laughs> gabbing on <laughs> can we just go off a moment yes. and take out a whole chunk i still think we should be here can we move on and use this candy floss token now your editing doesn't concern us 
Okay, we'll all set us down. <laughs> right, and we'll do play an anagram game for about 20 minutes. All right, see how many words we can make. <laughs> we just spent the last 15 minutes debating, like, the, the, yeah, the tone of Peter's point. <laughs> <laughs> and I spent the last 15 minutes saying, let's use this last token. <laughs> all right, for the love of God, let's use the token. <laughs> That's the thing, you keep pressing, it works. Maybe we should stop. Don't, don't use the token yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> James is making a token gesture. I think we should save the token. Do you really, or are you just saying that? I'm just saying that. Right, fine. <laughs> over to you. Go over to the candy floss machine. You pop in your second token, and the machine whirls like it did before, and you get another stick of candy floss. And again, the stick is metal. Do they look like they could be like a gen, uh, like a conductor for the um, cables up at the Ferris wheel? What would they look like f- for me to say yes or I, no to that? I don't know. Over to Tom. A piece of metal. Try. Uh, having can... said that, they, they elect, there was electrical equipment next to the Ferris wheel, didn't it? it? Looked like it had some bits missing from it. Does it look like anything maybe that fits for one of the levers on that or controllers? That's just what I was saying, Rob. Oh, thank you, fam. They don't look like levers. And they go on the dodgems, on the top of the dodgems, connecting them from the dodgem stalks to the metal ceiling. Um, actually, they fit quite perfectly on the tops of the dodgems, and they do make it so that the the pole off the back of the car makes connection with the mesh. Okay, going back to the uh, deep fried ice cream then. Uh... The freezer in that, was that powered on? Yes. Okay, so that's being powered by something. Can we mash up some ice cream and biscuit into a ball? Throw it in the clown's mouth. If you attempt that, it's quite a warm night. I don't know if you remember that Peter's Point is a a beach town and it was really, really hot earlier today. The, the ice cream's already melting by the time you get there, and if you slosh it towards the clown's mouth, it just kind of drips down. It doesn't... Yeah. yeah. So it's got some sort of white stuff dripping down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's even creepier. Even creepier, if that was possible. So we need some balls for the clown thing. We need to try and figure out how to get the power onto the dodgems. We need a key card to get into the hidden panel under the merry-go-round. Can we try to locate an object like a bucket and use it to empty the pool of water in the haunted house? Good idea. The only thing like bucket-like that you have found or seen is the witch's cauldron, I suppose. We attempt to lift the witch's cauldron. If two of you try to lift it, it certainly is liftable, yeah. Ah. It is already full with this yellow liquid. Do you think that's what we need to put in the fryer, maybe? Yellow liquid? Yeah. Does it seem like... It could be oil, couldn't it, that we could put it in the fryer? My finger in the uh, yellow liquid and give it a sniff. Can I identify said liquid? So James gets a thought into his mind and he thinks, I know what Tom would do if he were here. He'd dip his finger in this. That's what I'm going to do. Dip, dip, dip. You dip your finger in, then you give it a good sniff. Oh, sniff, don't it? Or taste, yeah. No, no, sniff, sniff, sniff. I was going to say it smells like cooking, but it tastes like oil. Ooh. Excellent. (laughs) 
Right, carry cauldron to ice cream thing. Pour oil into fryer. You pour the oil from the cauldron into the deep fat fryer. And if you wish, you can start heating it up. I wonder what, do you think if we deep fry the ice cream, do you think it will last long enough now for you to throw into the clown's mouth? I do. I do too. Let's let's throw some ice cream balls at the clown. We should eat some of it first. I want to know what it tastes like. <laughs> so you scoop the ice cream into perfect spheres. You crumb them up and then you hold them in the oil until they've turned a deep, crispy brown. They look absolutely delicious. If you wish to eat one, it tastes just as delicious as you imagined. And uh, with the, the crispy crumb outer shell, the ice cream does manage to hold its shape. If you walk over to the clown stall, they fit in the mouth quite perfectly. Put balls in mouth. Yeah. Do you actually want to play the game or do you want to just, just put them in? Over? Just put just... them in. Hop over and put them in, okay? I'm going to put my balls in his mouth. All right, so you put the ball in one of the clown's mouth and you hear a tinny voice that comes from the clown. Congratulations! You feel something bump into your shin. Well, actually, you don't because you're next to the clown, but Rob, who stood at the front, it bumps into your shin and it's a little door that is built into the front of the stand. You crouch down and you pull out your prize. Well, it basically explodes out as soon as you touch it. It's a giant stuffed gorilla, at least twice as big as you are. Oh, God. I mean, you don't even know how this got in there. It must have been like pressure vacuum sealed in there. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Who's going to carry it? Joe. Yeah, Joe. So Joe takes her awesome, huge gorilla prize. And you realize that it's wearing something around its neck. It's a lanyard with an official-looking ID hanging from it. Ooh, handy. I know what to do with that. Yes. Merry-go-round. Let's go and let us up into the merry-go-round. We'll try anyway. You head over to the merry-go-round and you swipe the ID in the control panel. The door in the floor pops open. You swing it the rest of the way and you find a narrow staircase leading down. Not too far, not enough to be creepy. It's just a small room full of electronics and big machines. The biggest, with a lever marked on-off, is currently in the off position and is marked ride electricity. What we do here. (laughs) Tricky puzzle, this one. Yeah. Joe walks over and says, boys, I know what to do. She flips the... Uh, lever to on and the machines start humming and vibrating you emerge from the maintenance area to see that the merry-go-round and the dodgems car rink are now lit up the ferris wheel though is not cool what should we go for first the dodgems or the merry-go-round well actually we're at the merry-go-round already aren't we so why don't we just have it investigate there saves walking all the way there and all the way back again true Joe and her gorilla. Have you named the gorilla Joe or not? Um, Thomas. <laughs> Joe and Thomas the gorilla get on a seahorse. What are you on, James? Do they have one of those, like, you know, the little the ones that don't move, that just, like, you sit in a little carriage thing? Yeah, that's a shark. Yeah, I'm in a shark. Okay. Rob, what are you on? I'll take one of the clams. All right, Rob sits in a clam, and you have a little go. 
Yeah, exactly. You have a lovely time. It is lovely here, isn't it? That was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Just lovely. I guess now we have to ramp it up by going to the dodgems, don't we? So how how do you want to do this? Do you want to, you know, are you going to dodge or are you going to bump bumper cars or dodging cars? What do you want to do? Oh, it's all about the bumping, I think. Yeah. I'd like to go the, the wrong way around the one-way system. Yeah, let's be rebels. <laughs> yeah. There's no one there to stop us. We can do what we want. All right. So Joe and Thomas, the gorilla, get into one car. Rob and James get into the other car, and you go to opposite ends of the rink, <sighs> facing each other. Whoa. You gun it. You put your foot down, pedal to the metal, and you head towards each other in a game of chicken that nobody's going to win or lose. And you bump into each other. I mean, it's not that hard. They still have a quite a slow speed limit. But you don't know whether it's the kind of makeshift metal rod that you've used, but a huge kind of electricity surge happens. The whole of the mesh on the top of the bumper cars like kind of lights up in this wave of electricity loads of sparks fly off the edge of the rink and you watch in amazement it lights up the whole park for a second some of the sparks fly over and land on the ferris wheels electricity cables and for just a moment the ferris wheel comes to life all it it all lights up and it starts to move but it's literally only for a few seconds and then it stops but it has left one of the ferris wheel Cars? Carriages? Carriages, yeah. At the bottom. So we can access that. You could access it if you wanted to. Let's investigate then. Let's go and have a look, see what's going yes. on. All right, so you approach the car that's reached the ground and you reach out a hand to open it. When its door swings open all on its own, there's someone in there and in an instant you recognise them. <gasps> Captain Green. It's Captain Green. Ned Flanders. It's not Captain Green. It's not Father Flanders. Is it Rex? Ursula. Is it, is it Zookeeper Bob? No, yeah, none of them. Is it Thomasina? It's not Thomasina. Is it Tom? It's not Tom. Mayor Khalil? It's not. I'm not sure remembering. Are you proud of us? It's not. Oh, <laughs> who's the director? Director. Oh, yeah. Proofman. Proofman. Oh, is it the zookeeper man? Can I, can I, you don't, you're not is it Jamie? Is it, is it the, the school janitor that Nurse, Nurse Joe has? Nurse Jay. I yeah. think we're a long way off somehow. It's it, my Taurus. Is it zookeeper man? Zookeeper man. You haven't let me answer the last five people. It could have been any of them. It's yeah. not though. I was going to say, I was impressed with Joe's remembrance of Mayor Khalil, but your memory failed you that Mayor Khalil's dead. Oh, <laughs> How about if I tell you that this is the third time you've seen this person today? 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 Yes, this all happened in one day. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. That's what in I'm thinking. the longest ever day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who have oh we seen God. more than... Who's appeared more than uh, that many times? Um, Nurse Jay. No. It's the new mayor's assistant. Oh, my goodness. And he's lunging right at you. I don't remember even meeting him once. You saw him in the first episode when you went to the mayor's office. And then you saw him, James saw him underneath the stairs. And he told you about a little bit about the children of Mysaris and gave you a piece of paper. 
Did he, James? Thanks for telling us. Yes, he did. Yeah, don't you remember? Oh, my God, you've got to pay attention. He went there then. Mm. Yeah. And when was the third time? Now. Oh. (laughs) I just said this is the third time. (laughs) I just said it. I think the wine and the slack of sleep is getting to Joe. Gemma's like literally losing the plot. <laughs> I was so excited. I think, we, I think we've lost the plot and Gemma's just suddenly losing the will to live. I'm going to just put out an appeal now to any podcast listeners. If you want to come and save Gemma from this, this, this turmoil oh, yeah. that she is, feel Can free I... to take yourselves forward as, as players for her next virtual escape room series because I think she's about had a fill of us. So. Or if anyone wants to make a donation to the Alzheimer's Society. Yeah, or for my wine fund, (laughs) because I think it helps me be a better player at this game. (laughs) Sorry, Gemma. Want to take do that again? Yeah, where were we? Let's tackle this guy. Wow, that mayor's assistant has been like, he's been shady. He was just about to lunge at us, I think, wasn't he? So I think we need to go back and hear that bit again. What's his name? We don't know his name. He's lunging right at you. You dodge, but he doesn't give up. He keeps coming. He's like frenzied, like his life depends on taking you out. And it's not even just you, James. All three of you are targets. And even though it's three against one, it's not easy. You keep dodging and weaving, but one of you has to dive out of the way at one point. The mayor's assistant backs up, lowers his head and charges at you in full speed tackle. Once more, all of you leap out of his path. And with a gruesome thud, he slams his head right against the safety rail. Ooh. He drops like a sack of potatoes. Well, that wasn't too difficult, but it was exhausting. He didn't even hit you, but your hearts are pounding. Your pulses are racing. Wow, your adrenaline is just rushing. You've got it coursing through your veins with more intensity than it ever has before. You feel, like, powerful. I do. I suddenly remembered when I get a lot of adrenaline, I reform into my my Cyrus original form. Yeah. So what Rob's remembered is that adrenaline makes the change into my Cyrus even quicker. Uh Oh, the assistant wasn't trying to stop you. He was trying to change you. He's pushed you a little bit further into whatever new monstrous form the children of my Cyrus take. You'd better get to the eldest child quickly before you turn into goodness knows what. If we're getting our adrenaline rush, that means we're reverting back into our child form of my Cyrus. That means we can breathe better underwater. So if we go back to the pool and we try doing the panels again now, in our child of my Cyrus, we can breathe underwater and we should be able to hold our breath long enough to push those panels. So all three of you go back to the haunted house. You jump into the pool and tentatively disobeying all your natural instincts you attempt to inhale it works and it it doesn't feel quite normal yet but your lungs aren't burning you actually could survive like this if you had to and you can definitely press the three panels for as long as they need to so you press in your panels on the side and you hold one minute passes two minute passes about three minutes later the bottom panel suddenly lifts and you see that it's actually a plug. All the water suddenly starts draining from the pool, drawing you out back into regular air. 
You take a look at the plug in more detail and you discover that it's actually made up of two parts slotted together. There's a rubber ring around the outside of a solid circle piece in the middle. And we destroy it. Dismantle plug, remove the rubber ring. Oh, you can take it apart, yes. I thought you wanted to like drop it in the deep fat fryer or something. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, we've pulled the plug out. The thing is drained. Now we have this plug. Okay, so yeah, can we remove the ring and see if it can be used on the ring toss? Maybe it fits over the bigger ring toss poles. Sure, yep. So you head back over to the ring toss and the large ring from the plug does fit over the large metal block. So you pop it over and you head over to the prize dispenser. Don't forget that these are better and more expensive prizes. You find that you won something pretty heavy duty, actually. It's a portable power generator. Whoa. Just what I want when I go to the fun fair. <laughs> yeah. So handy to carry around, you know, take it on the dodgems with you. I mean, to be honest, it does seem a little bit weird. You're not quite sure if this is a genuine prize or maybe if someone just hid it in there. Portable generator. We need to take that across to the Ferris wheel and try and hook the electrical equipment up to it. You attach the cables to the generator in the only way that it seems to fit, and you hope that this thing has enough power in it for such a huge ride. You turn it on, and the Ferris wheel lights up and starts to activate. All of the carts start moving around. Does this mean the person who's at the top is now being rotated and will be on the bottom level? Uh, no, the person at the top is stood on a platform at the top oh. in a car. Right, let's. So get we have car. to get in the car and go up to him or her or it. Right, so all four of you, including the gorilla, obviously, oh, yeah. he's part of your gang. Gorilla, yeah, he's the most. He's the most intelligent one of the lot of us. <laughs> yeah, the Ferris wheel moves slowly. Oh, so slowly. A few cars have passed you on the opposite side and in one of them you can see that there's a person but they're slumped over like they're sleeping or unconscious it's tom probably dead (laughs) but you'll have to deal with that later because you're approaching the top of the wheel the figure standing up there is almost within reach there's a walkway that stretches out almost all the way from the topmost car to the platform you're just about in position to jump for it. Do you want to? Yes. Yes, jump. Jump. All right. One after the other, Joe, Rob and James, you all leap out of your carriage and stagger out onto the walkway. You would look quite threatening, but it's quite windy up here and it's extremely high and you're all clutching the railings for dear life. Joe is dragging a huge gorilla and blowing around all over the place but the person at the end isn't laughing at your struggle the ferris wheels lights flash again and you see their face at last it's a woman middle-aged absolutely wicked looking without a doubt the eldest child she smiles at you an eerie smile i thought you were supposed to be locked up until the reforming had finished but my assistant couldn't even get that right She must be Amy Hollingsworth, the would-be new mayor of Peter's Point. So her entire election was a ruse after all, just a way to make the townspeople her guinea pigs. She takes a step towards you. 
Why are you fighting this? You're one of us. All three of you are. You're going to be so much greater, so much more powerful than any of the humans down there. Stop being so problematic. Repent right this second and I'll ensure your punishment for your actions is minimal. Mayor Hollingsworth holds out her hand and waits for you to shake it. Do you have any reaction to this or shall I just keep going? Go and kick her off the platform. (laughs) It would be nicer if you could get this bit yourself. Do you remember what the thing is? We need to spill her blood to be able to stop this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kick her off the platform. That's what I said. Kill her. You don't have to kill her. And you're not... Kicking her off the platform won't necessarily spill her blood. I mean, that would probably be a bit of blood if she falls off the platform. Do we have, like... She holds out her hand and waits for you to shake it. She's right there, so close, and you just need one drop of her blood. We have, like, a little pin or something. Oh, we do have a pin from Thomas's badge. Take pin from badge and prick her hand as we go to shake it. You reach forward, James, and her eyes glint as she believes you're agreeing to her deal. But at the last second, you grab her wrist, and with your other hand, you pull Tom's badge out of your pocket. You take the pin and stab it into her thumb. She screams and wrenches her hand back, but not before you see blood well up from the wound. Mm. Hundreds of feet below you, the ground starts shaking. Way off over the other side of town, the ocean shifts. You breathe in and it's like a vacuum has been switched on. The thick saltiness being dragged from the air. Mayor Hollingsworth's face is filled with an inhuman rage. Her eyes wild and her mouth pressed into a beast-like snarl. With a shriek, she lunges at you, James. And just as she does, another huge rumble comes from beneath the ground and everything from the boats tied up at the yacht club to the roof of the movie studio to the Ferris wheel itself shudders and shakes. She loses her footing. She scrabbles for the railing, but it's it's no good. The shaking throws her over the side. And as she goes, she manages to grab Joe's ankle. Ah! They are both flung from the walkway. Joe... You're still holding Thomas, but you're falling fast. The ground is rushing up to meet you. Is is there anything that you can do to stop your grisly death? So is she holding the ground? Oh, well, you haven't got long till you hit the ground. She's the gorilla to break your fall. Yeah, if she's got holding the gorilla, then use the gorilla to... Sacrifice Thomas. Sacrifice Thomas. And on Thomas. Rob and James, you watch, paralysed from above, as Joe with Thomas, rolls the enormous toy underneath her, bracing for the horrible landing. Then, I'm not going to lie, Joe, it hurts. It hurts a lot. Not just the landing, but the landing of Mayor Hollingsworth right beside you on the gorilla's leg, which feels like it creates shockwaves that shake your bones. But you're alive. James and Rob, you descend the Ferris wheel in the normal way and you go to make sure they're okay. James, when you get the chance, you return to the wheel to find Tom. You drag him off the Ferris wheel, lie him down and examine him for injuries. There's a nasty bruise on his forehead and a familiar smell lingers on his clothes that suggests he's been drugged a few times today as well. (laughs) But nothing to suggest that he's in immediate danger. In fact, as you watch him... Gradually, he begins to stir. 
his eyes open. Would you like to say anything, Tom? Where am I? What's going on? We're not going to explain what's going on because they can't remember and I can't be bothered. So. <laughs> it's true. Actually, can you tell us? Because I have no idea. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you afterwards. In the distance, oh, in right. the distance, but not as distant as you might have expected, you hear sirens. The police? Wait, the police are in town? But that means the barrier must be down. Maybe the apathy mist has dissipated too, and the residents of Peter's Point have finally started freaking out. It's well past midnight now, and you're standing at the base of a big glowing Ferris wheel, which shouldn't be on, so you're sure the police will be here soon. You should probably get out of here before you get arrested for trespassing, and for security guards, that's pretty bad. So you haul Tom to his feet, and you haul Joe to her feet too, Mayor's Ho- Mayor Hollingsworth, well, you can leave her where she is. You'll tell the police about her probable involvement in Mayor Khalil's death in the morning. She'll find it a lot harder to conduct her cultish rituals from prison. As you hurry home, James, you find yourself wondering if you'll get to keep the breathing underwater thing. If nothing else, it was kind of cool. The other children clearly don't know how to appreciate the little things. Yay. Is that it? Oh, that was a good ending. We win. We did it. We did it. Don't turn into fish, people. We saved Peter's point. And Gemma, I'm so sorry that we were so bad on the backstory with that and the understanding of things. Yeah, we really let you down there quite badly. I feel like we need to do one of those little like children in need appeals for some better players for Gemma. (laughs) (laughs) Let's put on some emotional music. Like emotional appeal, like dim the lights on the video and stuff and be like, yeah. Gemma was so looking forward to that. Yeah. I don't want to be um, too hard on you guys because I'm aware that I listen to each episode four times, then I edit it. So each episode I listen to at least six times if you count when we actually play it as well. So this story for me is like... So yeah, it gets ingrained a lot more for you, I guess, doesn't it? Hopefully <laughs> we gave you enough usable material. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I pleaded on this one. I solved three of the puzzles, and you guys laughed at me every time. I thought that was a stupid right, suggestion. Well, yeah, you, you've redeemed yourself for the honey. It's like come full circle now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for for doing it. Thank you for seeing it through. It is good fun. It's like I don't say know why we're so bad. At, we do need a previously on. I I understand now why they do that on TV shows. Previously on this thing. Previously on. Version of my sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, we, we could have done that. Like, I could have, before we started recording. You know, well, it's only on the last few episodes that we've really had to remember stuff back, I guess, haven't we? So that's why we've been struggling. Do we need to record the conclude the closing bit, or are you going to do that separately? Uh, yeah, no, we can do that now. Yeah. Okay, so we try and do it as best we can. So do it as best we can in sync, yeah. All right, everyone. I hope that you have enjoyed these ten episodes as much as I have. Not have as well. you know. <laughs> Poor Gemma. Did you just love interrupting Gemma at every possible opportunity? <laughs> Take two. I'm just adding, like, you know, showing people that it's live. <laughs> <laughs> it's not live. It's recording. Yeah. I suppose. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> thank you everyone for listening i hope you enjoyed it as much as i have not as much as james has um because that wouldn't be much but uh, yeah this is this is the last one i think um unless we have some kind of brain aneurysm and decide to try and do this again but uh for now i think that's it and we're back to regularly scheduled programming if any of you do have anything that you'd like me to talk about or if you have any questions for a games master that you've always wondered or would like to know then please do feel free to get in touch just search me on facebook gem the gm and even if you don't have a question just come and like the page anyway because otherwise i just feel like i'm talking to myself so it would be nice to see you there so thank you so much for listening everybody and until next time keep Keep on escaping